again. It's Boater with the Game Nuts podcast up in the recording booth. I send it down to my reporter Claw in the field with the handheld mic. Claw, how's it looking down there? Um, gamey. Fascinating. This joke made a lot more sense in person, me with a headset, him with a handheld mic. So let's just dive right into it. Hey, at least we got the pun. This is true. Puns are worth having. Alright, so before we go into news, do you have anything that you've been playing that you want to talk about? Anything personal with the uh, gaming thing? Yeah, actually, personal with the gaming I, thing. It's instead of like grabbing news from someone else. Something that is original to the Game Nuts podcast for us to talk about. Okay, well, uh, let's see. Just, I'm going to back up a little bit because I'm picking you up in my mic, but I'm I think I think I'm getting a little bit of you in my mic too, which is going to screw with people amazingly. Okay. Well, anyway, um, so I've been getting a lot of uh, gaming done lately. Um, actually, been devoting time to gaming instead of you know farting around on the computer. And uh, so I've beaten a lot of games for me anyway in the past uh, month or so. Let's see, I I think I remember talking about Arkham Asylum last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went from that to diving headfirst into The Force Unleashed. Which um, I hadn't played yet, so I blew through that in about a week or so. Um, I've just started Uncharted 2, and uh, I've been on and off playing Far Cry 2 um, as kind of my slow burn. I got a few hours to kill, so I'm just going to mess around in something. Okay. So, Oh, also I got Super Street Fighter 4 on the 360. And have nobody to play it with. Oh. So I got a little bit of single player time into it, and I'll talk about that in a minute. But um, Far Cry 2, great game, great open world first person shooter. Um, it takes place pretty much out in the African wilderness, so there really Where all great sandbox games take place. Yeah, I know. It's really kind of a nice change of pace to not be in. This you know big sprawling city or this you know, New York some sort of military complex or something. It's you're out in the wilderness. There are animals. You're not going to get mauled by a tiger or anything like that. But uh, you know there are animals wandering around, and uh, you just pretty much freely explore. You get missions similar to the way you get them in Grand Theft Auto, where you meet people, and those people will give you missions and you accomplish the missions for them and they pay you and you use what you get paid with to buy weapons. It's very Grand Theft Auto-esque in that respect. But again, it's a first-person shooter. Um, there's a lot of improvisation. There there are no scripted elements to it other than the actual like people talking to you for the missions. Um, everything's pretty much happens as you go. So you come across guys... They're not, like, in a Call of Duty, you walk into a room and the guys are scripted to do a certain thing before the fight ensues, or you'll have a car coming at you and then it crashes yeah, or whatever. Yeah, scripted events yeah, that... Yeah. Everything that happens in this game is completely on the fly. Nice. So, it's awesome because you'll have this truck coming at you with a gunner, and they'll swerve to try and cut you off, and maybe you can pull out your rocket launcher in time and fire it at them. Uh, you can sometimes when you fire it, it'll be a dud and it'll just kind of skid across <laughs> the ground and do nothing. Yeah, the, uh, the what's really fun is the environment. The environment is highly interactive. Uh, 
if you throw like a Molotov or fire a rocket launcher into the grass, the grass will catch fire and spread across the field and into the trees and everything. And if you've got enemies in that grass and trees, it's very satisfying. I approve of pyromania-based destruction. Yes. So, I mean, it's an old game, so I won't talk any more about it except to say that, you know, it's relatively cheap now. If It's out on both 360 and PS3. Um, I recommend, you know, if you like first-person shooters and you like open world, pick it up for cheap try it out. I mean, it's not the best game ever made. Um, but it's a good one to tool around in for a while. Yeah, and I was going to say one more thing about it, and that one more thing has completely escaped me. Okay. Um, you were also going to talk about uh, Super Street Fighter 4? Super Street Fighter 4, yes. Um, I didn't get much experience with the first release of Street Fighter 4. Um, a friend of mine had it, and I got to play it, and I borrowed it for a while and loved it. I've always been a Street Fighter fan, and it plays a lot like Street Fighter 2, as you know, everybody has said. Um, Super? I, I never bought it, because around the time I was thinking about getting it, I heard about Super Street Fighter 4. So I thought, okay, I'll just hold off and wait for that to come out. Mm -hmm. So, I got it, popped it in. Uh, first thing, right off the bat, all the end, all the, all the enemies, all the characters are unlocked. Okay. Which is nice. Yeah. Because apparently unlocking the characters and costumes and such in the original was a royal uh, but yeah, everybody's there right from the get-go. Um, you have two ultra combos now. Uh, my issue is the fact that you have to choose which one you're going to use instead of having both of them at your disposal, which I suppose is for the pro players who pick their ultra combo based on who they're fighting. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you put both of them in there, then they can pick the ultra combo they want based on who they're fighting while they're playing. It, it, it's probably the equivalent of, like, different Diablo builds, right? Because you have, like, you know, three different ways to play a paladin or whatever. It, it shows two different styles of playing uh, a character, and it gives it a lot more variety. Uh, sure, you could lump them all together, but it allows further specialization. Um, sure, you might only play this one, but it, it really uh, forces you to say, okay, I'm going to pick this, and this these are the guns I'm going to stick with. Yeah, I'd rather... I mean, I'm used to playing uh, Street Fighter Alpha 3 where you've got all of your ultra combos right there at your disposal. You pick whichever one you happen to want to use. But, I mean, that's a minor complaint. Uh, it plays well. It looks great. Um, I find it interesting. You can choose between using the English and Japanese voices. You mm -hmm. unlock the option to do that. Okay. And you can choose it character by character. Oh, okay. Which is really nice. I wish, like, Soul Calibur had something like this. Because Soul Calibur, some characters sound really good in Japanese, but terrible in English. And other characters sound terrible in Japanese, like Yoda and Darth Vader, for example. <laughs> and really good in English. I, I remember it was weird when I was playing Blaze Blue, and I immediately set everything to Japanese uh, right off the start. And then when you play online, though, if you play with someone who has their set to English, their character is saying their attacks in English, yours is saying yours in Japanese, and both of it comes through, which is disorienting when you're playing against your own character, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> that, that, that does seem kind of nifty. My, my thing with uh, Soul Calibur and the language selection is, like, certain characters, especially, you know, Soul Calibur 2 and onward, where they really got, you know, the accents and everything like that. Like, somebody like Raphael, who's 
very flamboyantly French. Yeah. Doesn't need to be in Japanese. You know, purists be damned. I'm sorry, but not every character in Soul Calibur is Japanese. Therefore, not every character in the game needs it to was, be speaking. Well, I mean, it was originally in Japanese, so it has the Japanese language options. I mean, it's. I think if having Super Street Fighter 4 letting you be able to choose a character by character is cool, and maybe then, more will follow suit. But I just, I just think that it wasn't something that people really thought of before now. Yeah, and, and or they're like, this really would be a pain in the ass to code. I really don't think that it's worth it. No. it. It's worth it for me because listening to Ryu in Japanese just feels right. And what's interesting is the voice actor, the English voice actor, apparently can't pronounce his hurricane kick. Like, he still says Sadukin. Er, whoa. I just completely merged two yeah, words. Yeah, I, I noticed. I, 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 I'm I editing noticed. that out. <laughs> No, uh, he, he still says in. Hadouken and Shoryuken, but he can't pronounce it, neither can I, so I'm not going to try. So he just goes, Rrrr! so the only way you actually get to hear the words is to set it to Japanese. So I find that rather amusing. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so Far Cry 2, Super Street Fighter 4, I'm playing Uncharted 2, I just started that last night, so I'm not too far in it, but it's awesome. Uh, what about you? Um, not really much to talk about, um, yeah, it's, since I've been mostly involved with the film, I haven't had the time to really do too much in the way of gaming, so, uh, I think at this point we'll pass it on to news. Sound good? Alright. Alright. Let's see here. Interesting news, interesting news. Uh, I did see the uh, cover art for uh, Record of Agorist War. The regular cover art doesn't look that bad. However, what you were looking at was the limited edition, also known as the really naughty limited edition. Yes, I believe I mentioned that. Yeah, I don't think he actually said the name of oh, the limited edition. I, I meant to. I think I had it written down. but That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Wow, just wow. Um, but still, to have to have it to have to store it behind the counter, I think is a little. I think so. A, a step too. too far, like you know. There, I mean, put it at, out of reach of children, certainly. Uh, you but, know, look at the cover of any game with "Dead or Alive" in the title, and you'll find something <laughs> equally as bad. Except without shoving things phallically into characters' mouths. All right, all right. Admittedly, I will, I will <laughs> admittedly. Give you that. Um, the other one I want to mention really quick as a follow-up is um, a while ago we talked about lawsuits that Activision was getting from uh, the estate of Kurt Cobain and from No Doubt and such like that because of their likenesses appearing in Guitar Hero 5. Right. Um, and, you know, depending on who was right, who was wrong, whatever, what the contract actually said, said Activision is just doesn't want to deal with it anymore. Guitar Hero 6 isn't going to have any celebrity likenesses. And that's fair. Yeah. I mean, they can, they can always go the rock band route and just create characters yeah, create that, character. are, that resemble, mm -hmm. you know, like there's a character that in That way if someone, who makes, if someone makes one that looks like Kurt Cobain, well, Courtney Love can sue Joe Nobody. Yeah. I mean, the rock band has the characters, you know, they have a character who looks similar to, um, why is his name eluding me? Freddie Mercury, mm -hmm. you know. But it isn't actually Freddie Mercury, so yeah. it works for that. So, yay for them just saying, wow, that was, uh, that's not quite working. Yeah, well, I think it's a li I don't really blame Activision for this one. I blame the artists who, who 
didn't know what they were signing. Well, didn't I, read I, I could signing. again, I could certainly believe that Courtney Love signed it without completely reading it. No doubt, uh, is <laughs> I, I, I no, no believe, doubt maintains I, okay, that they read it and that it said that they were only supposed to use for their own songs. Let, 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 let us let us be be uh, truthful here. I don't believe Courtney Love could have read it. Uh, and we'll leave it like I that. Mean, well, it, I mean, it's kind of hard it, when when the piece of paper is turning colors and floating around the room. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think if Guitar Hero goes back to its you know its classic characters, Lars Umlaut and Pandora and whatever, like if they bring those uh, up to you know like what, from Guitar Hero One, Guitar Hero Two, those characters that they had, you'd yeah. be able to play. If they bring those up and sort of bring them to the new art style, I think that they can do that pretty well. Because remember, like they sold like little action figures yeah, of those characters. Th- and the thing is. Those characters did not blend well with the real people, yeah. and it was such a it was just such a horrible. I mean, I remember I think if they playing just go World back to Tour. Doing that, it'll be fine. I remember playing World Tour, and the first time I saw Ozzy Osbourne come on the screen, I'm like, "Oh, that's awesome!" They got Ozzy Osbourne in there, and after that, I was just playing the game. I'm like, it does nothing for me after the initial. Oh, cool! It's Ozzy. Yeah. No, I'm not playing the game to see the celebrities. No, you're playing the game to see the little scrolling color notes. Yeah. And actually, I don't play the game anymore anyway because I play Rock Band almost exclusively now. Speaking of Rock Band, uh, apparently uh, MTV Games is saying that Green Day Rock Band uh, is geared more towards the core audience uh, than, you know, say Beatles Rock Band was kind of geared towards Beatles fans. Mm -hmm. Green Day Rock Band is not going to be quite so geared towards Green Day fans. It's going to be more towards, and you can kind of tell looking at the song list, most of it's... Uh, off of you know Dookie, their you know big hit album that everybody, even you know casual music listeners, had at least have passing familiarity with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so and I did find out a while back that they are not going to go for an M rating on the disc version, which is kind of a shame because there are certain songs that I think would need it. Yeah, but you know whatever. It, if you don't like the censored versions, that's fine. Be the singer and sing it yourself. Yeah. You know, that's... <laughs> you know, I when I do Clint Eastwood uh, by the Gorillas on Rock Band, it breaks my rhythm to not say the F word. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, the, they say the... Let's see. Let me get the quote here. Uh, MTV Games General Manager Scott uh, Guthrie? Guthrie? Guth... Whatever. G. Um, G-Dog. G-Dog, nice. Uh, quote, quoted to say, we have proof that below, we have proof that below. That wasn't what he said. I just stumbled over my tongue. Way to go, G-Dog. We were pleased with the performance stop. of Beatles Rock Band, but we were expecting higher sales, which I've heard myself. Um, our core audience of 16 to 34-year-old males are much more familiar with Green Day music than the Beatles. So That's fair. That's yeah. fair. And, but to be fair to Beatles Rock Band... I liked the Beatles, mm-hmm. and I thought, well, the Beatles have good music, and this looks like an interesting game, so I'll get it. Since playing Beatles Rock Band, I am a Beatles fan. Mm-hmm. I have lots of Beatles music on my iPod. Yeah. Which, but I mean, the the mm-hmm. Beatles Rock Band w- was geared more towards, you know, take that core audience and add, you know, 20 years to the ages. That's really what yeah. Beatles Rock Band was, I think... Even if they weren't expressly doing it, that's what it seemed like they were marketing towards because that was, you know, a generation that grew up with more of the Beatles than we did. Yeah. 
And and it's a shame that it didn't sell better, but it did sell very well from what I've heard. Not as well as I expected, but it did sell very well. I'm curious about Green Day Rock Band. I've heard a lot of people say Green Day does not need their own rock band. I, I and I still agree. In, I yeah, mean, I'm they kind should of just to agree. Es- especially if you know it's a censored versions of the song. I mean, like just release them online. Yeah, you know, give us Rock Band three. Yeah, and. Where we can import all of our songs, and new songs have harmonies. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm getting it because I'm a big Green Day fan, and I'm excited about it because they're you know being one who usually plays bass. There's a lot of really good bass lines in there. There's a lot of you know there's a lot of really good songs there. But yeah, I would I could see it just being a downloadable pack. That's what the Queen was. I was like ten songs. Yeah. And I downloaded that, and I was satisfied with that. So. It's unnecessary, but you know what? I think what MTV Games is starting to realize is most, like, the if they're going to try to steal some of this audience away from Guitar Hero, they need to release disc-based games, which really kind of sucks because one of the benefits... No, the thing I'm, is is that they're fine without having to take any more audience because of the way that they do the DLC. Uh, we're technically a couple minutes from opening, so uh, it's the other store. I'll take this. Good morning, Game Nuts. Hello. What's up? I am whispering in your oh. ear. Uh, oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll be down there in a few minutes. We're actually just wrapping up with uh, getting things opened over here, and then I'll be down there to grab them. Okay. Yep, bye. What are we grabbing? got PlayStation 2s and a copy of Lost Planet 2 at the other store that we got to grab. Wow, we actually knew PlayStation 2s for once. I know. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. So, I mean, it's they're making certainly enough money by getting the DLC and selling that because I know, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't play Rock Band as much anymore, admittedly. Yeah. Um, because I slightly consider myself over the whole music game thing. I still have it. I might take it out once in a blue moon. But I don't play it too much. Whenever I do, I look through the DLC and maybe get a couple tracks. Yeah. I haven't played Rock Band in months, and I'm still buying tracks for it. Just because, you know, tracks where I'm like, ooh, I like this song. I'd like to play this. But I don't have any way to play it with. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the problem with it right now is Guitar Hero has the brand name recognition with the more casual audience. And the casual audience doesn't know what downloadable content is. So, as far as they're concerned, when you buy Rock Band, you get what's on the disc, and that's it. And then you have to buy Rock Band 2, and then you have to buy Beatles, and it's not the... I, I have to explain to so many customers here who come in looking for Guitar Hero what Rock Band is. And the game's been out for how many years now? Uh, Three I, I actually I get people coming in looking for Rock Band more than I get people coming in looking for Guitar Hero. Yeah, most people come in looking for a guitar hero. I gotta open up. I gotta hit the open signs. You keep talking. Okay. But, uh... Anywho, yeah, I got... I guess I got nothing else to say on that. (sighs) What? Yeah, and my level is really low, so, um... Yeah. It's a lot lower than we'll yours. We'll give you a boost. Okay. Um, okay, so where was I? Uh, two more things really quick. Um, PlayStation Move is rumored for September. 
which would put it out just ahead of uh, Natal's uh, release schedule, which I think they're saying November. Yeah, I thought Move was saying November as well, but... Okay, I saw I something could... on it just now. It's a rumor. Uh, it may be, end up being November anyway. But September would give them a couple more, a little bit more of an edge on the uh, uh, holiday market. Yeah, I'm still on the fence about it. But I have a PlayStation 3, so if it's affordable and practical, I'll probably end up getting one. Why are the Power Rangers on your screen? Uh, because I found a news article uh, about Namco Bandai signing a long-term Power Rangers licensing deal. And I, the Power Rangers games have actually been pretty fun games, especially the Sega-produced ones. So, Okay. I mean... One, one more thing to talk about before we sign off, because we actually opened uh, one or two minutes ago. Um... Really quick, uh, the game Portal, one of the best years, of, best years, one of the best games of 2007. Uh, it's a short game, but it's a fun game. It was like 10 bucks to download it online. You can get it as part of the orange box for like 15 or 20. Um, if you get Steam on your computer, which is now available for the Mac as well as the PC, Yay. Portal is absolutely free until May 24th. Really? You have no excuse not to go and download this game right now. Except that I already have it on my 360. If you have not played this game, you have <laughs> no excuse at this point. Although I guess for free, it w- wouldn't be it wouldn't be a problem to have it on two systems. So. Yeah, um, and I can as much as I enjoy playing it on the 360 and getting achievements for it on there, you can be a lot more exact with your portal placement uh, with a, a mouse and keyboard. Yeah, uh, that's what people tell me, but um, I find it not to be true having grown up on con- with a controller. In my I hand. mean, like, I'm, I'm good with both, and usually with, like, a first-person shooter, I prefer a controller, but when I'm doing challenge maps, you know, use the least amount of portals possible, there is some really, really tight precision portal throwing that I absolutely need the very fine control of a mouse for. Yeah, I like, find like for regular running gun portaling, either one works well for me, but... I find trying to look around with a mouse, I end up, like, just scattered all over the place. I can't get my bearings on it. I'm too used to having a joystick. So, okay, so there's that. It's a great game. If you have not played it, you have no excuse. Because if you're listening to this, it means you have a computer and an internet connection. Go get it. Yeah, and with the sequel coming out, either later this year or next year, you know, it'll give you a little bit of... uh, give you a little bit of background on uh, what the story is. Here's here's a question, Valve. You came out with Half-Life 2 Episode 2. Yeah. Um, Here we go. And you ca- I'm sorry. <laughs> you came out with Portal at the same time. Uh, since then, you also came out with Left 4 Dead and Left 4 Dead sequel. You're also coming out with Portal's sequel. This is to say nothing about all the work that's been put into Team Fortress 2, making it stay great through the years. Sure. Where the hell is Half-Life 2 Episode 3? I'm sorry, it's an old rant, but come on. Or how about this, Half-Life Three? Well, they they already said that they're gonna Half-Life Three would be nice, as long as they're taking. They better be doing it, but they already said that they'd be doing Episode Three. Hopefully, Episode Three is long enough. It may as well be Half-Life Three. Well, I've heard rumors about something called a Blue Box, which sounds kind of dirty, but uh, could possibly be. Uh, could possibly include the debut of Episode 3, so... It could. Episode 3, Portal 2, and uh, something else. Yeah, but, you know, that's just a rumor, and I haven't heard anything to confirm the rumor. Just, you know, 
speculation. Rumors and speculation. Rumors and speculation. And we'll keep you updated on those rumors and speculation here at the Game Nuts Podcast. If you have any comments to leave us, you can go ahead and leave them on the blog, gamenutspodcast.blogspot.com, or drop us an email, gamenutspodcast at gmail.com. I blanked for a second. So Only a second? Yes, it was only a second. However, it seems like an eternity. So until, back into your spiel. Yes. So until next week, dear listeners, this is Boater signing out. And this is Fear the Claw in the Field saying good afternoon, good evening, and good night. <laughs>